Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome, everyone, to the Spotlight, and shout-out, as always, to Big Dick MLJ for the intro. I'm Jeremy Limmert. That's Steven Jensen, and it's been a busy week, as it always is. It feels like it's always a busy week in the world of wrestling. Jensen, there's no shortage of things to talk about when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. How are you, buddy? <clears throat> That's very true. I'm good. I'm good, Jeremy. Welcome, everyone, to the show. We're early again today, 8.30, so appreciate y'all, and appreciate everyone who watches the uh, the replays afterwards as well. Shout out to y'all. Um, yeah, there was a, a big week this week as as people kind of trickle in. I uh, it'd probably be a good time to bring up, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the the biggest news of the week so far. Um, so as I'm sure a lot of you know, uh, the Fourth of July is celebrated for a lot of reasons. Um, the main one being that Joey Chestnut pounds hot dogs on Fourth of July. So. That almost didn't happen. You know, I woke up nice and early on the 4th of July. I um, I woke up, I watched the women's hot dog eating contest. Very respectable, seeing them do their thing every year. And that that, that keeps getting a little bit better each year. That, that, there's somewhat of a, a women's uh, revolution happening in the hot dog eating contest for the women currently. Because their their numbers are continuing to go up. Um, now, the men's competitions are about to roll around. And the weather gets terrible. And I'm sitting at home. 
you know, I'm USA'd out. I'm draped in red, white, and blue. I'm eating hot dogs on my, you know, on my living room. Me and my brother were waiting for this thing to start. Um, I've got my shrine to Joey Chestnut, my autographs, my pictures. Like I'm, I'm ready for this. Like I wait, I wait pretty much all year for this. And I'm, I'm not one of those like fair weather fans that just tunes on the fourth and talks about how cool Joey Chestnut is for a couple hours and bounces. I'm Joey Chestnut all year. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Can confirm. Yeah. So, um, so I, you know, and they start making reports about how the contest is canceled. You know, and. I'm sitting there at home and I'm just like, no way. I literally turned to my brother and I was like, the Vikings choked. Cody didn't finish the story. And now they're not even going to let Chestnut do the competition. Like, what the hell? I was like really, really bummed out, dude. I was really bummed out. And I was just sitting there and it felt like all all hope was lost. And uh, it wasn't though, because Joey Chestnut knows, you know, you can't cancel freedom on the 4th of July in the hot dog eating contest. And Joey Chestnut got out there. He there was like a video of him hyping the crowd up, saying like we're bringing everyone out, whether like whether it's official or not. Like we're eating hot dogs today, and that was um, I mean Joey Chestnut was already already an American hero, you know, but like that just cemented his legacy even more so as um as a as a true true American hero, Joey Chestnut. And also big shout out to American hero Megabyte Ronnie, who's a friend of this show, just a friend of Fightful in general. And um, obviously, y'all know him, uh, you know, for the world of independent professional wrestling. We interviewed him here on the show, and he uh, he made the competition yesterday as well. And he's a legitimate hero, like a legitimate army veteran, like he's the real deal. Like, so I want to give a shout out to uh, to Ronnie as well, Megabyte Ronnie. Um, so I was really pulling for Ronnie, and I'm glad he just made it. Here's the thing, like, and I hate to even say this because I don't mean any disrespect to anyone who competes in these things because they all know it too. You're just not going to be Joey Chestnut. So it's like one of those things where it's like, if you just can make it to the competition, I think that's already a gigantic win because you have to qualify, but to even make it to the, the 4th of July contest. And then of course you want to win, like if you can, but like Joey Chestnut, <laughs> dude, this dude had the back of America on his shoulders. He like, the whole world was watching. There was nothing else going on on the 4th, unless you were, unless you got some sort of life and you were out on a boat, hanging out with friends or something. We were all- That's me. Yeah, that was me. Okay. Anyway, I didn't really kind of bury people, but I, I was hanging out on a boat with friends on the fourth. Okay. Well, I'm really more so making fun of myself for not having plans aside from watching people <laughs> eat hot dogs. But um, but anyways, that that's 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 kind of the intro of today's show. I wanted to uh to acknowledge Joey Chestnut, who has now won, I believe, I believe this is his sixteenth win. Um, he's done it nineteen times. I think he's got he got. A second and I think a second and a third or a second and two thirds maybe like during the Kobayashi uh, reign and that, but then ever since then oh no sorry he he got a second and a third I think during the Kobayashi reign he got a second against Matt Stoney like maybe like eight nine years ago Matt Stoney yeah. randomly won one year and uh, anyways congratulations to uh, to Joey Chestnut a true American hero can't wait to see him again live in person he's a great guy. Shouldn't they be putting over new talent here, Jensen? Like, imagine if Roman Reigns had a 16-year reign. How upset you would be that Cody Rhodes just kept losing every single year to Roman Reigns because it's like, oh, no, Roman Reigns, he's the one. He's the tribal yeah. chief. You have him lose 16 <clears throat> years. Don't they got to yeah. get new talent involved here? 
they have they have there are new talents and it's just no one can can beat chestnut like i even think i saw eater x in the crowd if not it was someone who was painted like him you remember him that dude used to do the ultimate warrior <laughs> my, my buddy actually sent me a photo he he uh he painted his face like eater x he was not at, he was not there at the competition but he did paint his face like like eater x i'm gonna text respect. him to see if i can show this photo right now respect respect now um now here's the thing. Here's what the here's what the major league eating uh, committee has not done, Jeremy. Because here's the thing: like, if it was Cody Rhodes in this position, yeah, I'd be I'd be kind of upset. I'd be like, damn. No, you was, wouldn't. If Cody Rhodes had no, a no, no, no. If he if he could no if he oh, if okay. he was if if he was in this in this position that he's currently in with Roman, like he's not the okay. champion and he, he can't win the title. I'll say this: one thing that MLE and George Shea the Number one, I love you, MLJ, but it's it's George Shea, MLJ, Bruce Buffer. Those are the top three announcers in, in sports. Um, George Shea and, and MLE, you know what they haven't done, Jeremy, and they're not going to do because they're not cowards? They're not going to create another world title because no one can beat Joey Chestnut. That's what they're not going to do. So if Chestnut keeps winning, he keeps winning. It is what it is. Um, he's the champion for life, probably. I don't think anyone's going to ever beat this guy unless like something – he has told me in person because I've talked to him about his strategy and during our meetups. And he's told me like, it, like straight up, if he burps, like the whole thing's thrown off. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's how like much it comes down to in these kind of competitions is like one. And then for them this year, they were even more thrown off because they're sitting around for like two extra hours. Like cause they're, they're like athletes where they're, they are athletes where they're, they're trying to peak at a certain time. So like they haven't eaten for X amount of hours or drank water or whatever for X amount of hours. And they're getting their body to like optimal eating and like competition level. And then they have to like do the, the adrenaline dump and wait two hours and then try to stuff their faces with hot dogs again after that. And they have to reheat the hot dogs. There was a lot to this. Jeremy, I had to reheat the hot dogs because Nathan's gonna make people eat cold hot dogs up there. So there was a lot of there's a lot of layers to this thing getting done. Um, but no, they, 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 if Joey Chestnut keeps winning, he keeps winning. It is what it is. Um, you know, no one else is gonna be able to finish that story except for except for Joey Chestnut. The only chance Chestnut has, and Joe, George Shea has talked about this during his intros for Chestnut. If one day we may come, it may come down to like some sort of intergalactic eating competition where like there's multiple like planets at stake and they put like their best eaters up for the galaxy our guy is gonna be joey chestnut if it comes down to this so yes. you know just gotta support this man i think i could take joey chestnut in what and oreos i'll beat him no, in oreos I'll, dude he would eat an entire <laughs> sleeve of oreos before he finished one you'd be sitting there chewing your oreo dunking it in milk like really like your jaw probably hurting and yeah the so whole sleeve's done Did I lose Jeremy? Oh, sorry, I lost you for a second. Still there? Yeah, yeah, my internet cut. Okay, oh, okay. you said he would eat an entire sleeve win? Oh, no, I, I was saying by the time you finished chewing your first Oreo and swallowing it, he would already have a whole sleeve done. I ate a whole sleeve in three minutes. I mean, that that that's that's impressive to the to the average man. Like, I'm like... That's with I'm no not... training. I didn't train... At all, you give me you give me an actual training camp, I trounce Joey Chestnut. 
and you do you you're dunking it in the milk right and then and then eating because like you were doing it off screen during by the way yeah, you are gonna see this at, at, we don't have an interview this week because everyone is busy for the fourth if um <clears throat> yeah y'all will see this competition um afterwards the production that jerry put into the intro for this thing <laughs> um if you remember y'all remember there's an old south park episode it was the uh was it Helen Keller, the musical that they did? Yeah. And, and like, Butters keeps running in, like, throughout the episode. He's like, y'all aren't going to believe what the kindergartners got going on. Like, like they got explosions and fireworks and all. And then, and, 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 and turkeys that do stunts. And, like, that's, like, how I've been telling people about your intro for, uh, for the, for the orienting contest. I'm like, dude, y'all got to see this thing. The production Jerry put into this is incredible. There, there's, there's, uh, there's, uh, Oh, what was up? Uh, what was fireworks? Explosions. Yeah. I had explosions. <laughs> I, I had I had a tremendous voiceover that the the voiceover person cost me a lot of money <laughs> to pay. Like, Did yeah, you notice how a like lot. your your voice is going in and out of the intro also because like the like the audio levels are like screwed up. So like you're hearing like a few of your words like in pockets, kind of, and you hear oh, like really? whatever, whatever those. Michael Bay explosions are. Oh. are like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I've not watched it. I've not watched it back. So, you know, yeah, when I'm so just talking funny. and doing the voiceover, I'm just talking yeah. and doing the voiceover. It sounds relatively normal to me. It, but yeah, I can understand how with these little firework explosions oh, on in the background, good. how it, it sounds good. a little bit weird. Uh, it was good. We'll, we'll air that at about let's at about ten o'clock Eastern. Let's actually get into some wrestling. Yeah, let's Can't go. Spent cool. Twelve minutes talking about nothing. Here. Chestnut. No, don't. That wasn't nothing. That was very important. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. Mm-hmm. The story is moving forward, though, and that story being the story of the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. The Bloodline Civil War at WWE Money in the Bank. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa teamed up against the Usos. And shockingly, perhaps shockingly, Roman Reigns got pinned. Jay Uso pinned Roman Reigns in the main event. Steven Jensen, Roman Reigns lost, got pinned for the first time since December 2019 when he lost to Baron friggin' Corbin. What are we thinking? What's next for our Tribal Chief? It's either well, so I was thinking that maybe Jimmy would get the pin. I was I was surprised that Roman actually got pinned, though. I mean, you had Solo there. We've seen Solo lose, like he lost to Cody. But it's not like we haven't, you know. He's been very protected, obviously. But like, you know, who you know, didn't lose to Cody? Roman. Yeah, you know who pinned Roman Reigns? Yeah, I remember that. Don't worry, Jim. We only have about seven more months until next WrestleMania, and then. <laughs> And then he gets to finish the story. Yeah, I'm sure. And there's a whole other champion around and stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I was thinking, like, going into this, I was figuring maybe Jimmy would get the pin for his team, only because, and we've talked about it before. I like the idea of like Jimmy getting the first title shot against Roman one on one, and then Jay getting the second one because I feel like everyone thinks Jay has like a legitimate chance and no one thinks Jimmy would actually do it just based on the, you know, the story. Um, but I'm leaning more towards like, maybe they do a triple threat. That'd be interesting. If they do, if they do both the Usos versus Roman, like, you know, triple threat match with the title on the line, that, that's really interesting. Cause then Roman doesn't have to get pinned. Um, which imagine if like they did the, uh, almost like the finger poke of doom, which they're not going to do, which through Jesus, if they did this, 
after that all this time. Cool. But imagine that Roman gets they 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 hit the 3D on Rome or whatever the one they call it the 1D on Roman, 1D, yeah. and then like he's like down in the ring, or, like roll him out of the ring, and then Jimmy just lays down. Let's Jay pin him one two three. Roman loses the title after you know a thousand plus days. Um, but you could at least have that as like a you know what I mean. That would be a thought in people's minds going into it and that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's probably where they go with it. They probably do Roman versus both Usos. Although I prefer if they did Roman versus Jimmy and then Roman versus Jay in singles matches, but um, you know, and then there's also the the wild card of Solo built into this story too. Who like at some point may side with his brothers over Roman, especially if Roman keeps losing. Um, so I like this though, you know. Here and here's the thing. Obviously, I wanted Cody to win at WrestleMania. I, I, I everyone knows how I feel about that and how I still think that should have happened, but. If anyone else was going to get that first pinfall on Roman after all this time, Jay was the one who made the most sense based on the story that they've been telling for over three years. So um, I will give them credit for that. Like if, if Roman was finally going to take a pin on this show, Jay is the right guy to get that pin. And uh, so that's how I feel about it. It all makes sense. I'm just salty over the Cody stuff still, but like that, that's kind of like, that's kind of like a non-factor at at this moment because Cody's got other stuff going on and, but he does sound like he wants to circle back to that. He said in the post-fight press conference, he was like, finishing the story isn't that title that Seth has. It's what Roman has. So, you know, that's still, that will be the WrestleMania 40 main event. I'm pretty confident it's going to be Cody and Roman again. So, um, anyways, how do you feel about it, Jeremy? How do you feel about all this and, and, and Jay pinning Roman after all this time? Uh, Shutdown Spurs leaves us a super chat. Guys, by the way, leave a super chat. Get your question, comment, statement read on the air. It helps support us, helps support everything we do over here at Fightful. Shutdown Spurs says, Jay winning makes more narrative sense than Cody, but he's already got his pen, so there goes that dream. Yeah, this felt like Jay's moment. He got to be the first person to pin Roman during this reign, who's probably not going to win the title. It's tough to see Roman taking two L's like this um, in in the span of just you know five weeks when he hasn't taken a single l in the span of three years so over three years at this point um a little over three years and then they have so, like yeah. a and then they have like a trial this week right where like roman is the yeah. one that's like gonna be getting grilled so we'll see how that all goes yeah oh uh, as long as Sami Zayn's there dancing just coming out with all his evidence against roman and i i need him doing the, the hand clap with the usos need him <laughs> doing all that stuff need need the reunion with Sammy and the Usos, maybe a little like skeptical at first. Like, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm not quite sure about this. But then the Uso, like, they apologize to Sammy. And it's like, Sammy, you were right, type of thing. And then Sammy's like, All right, bring it in for the real thing. Bring it in for the real thing. That I need Sammy there at the at the trial. I'm looking forward to this trial segment. By the way, I think it's gonna be great. They, most of these segments have been really good with Roman the Usos, and especially if you throw Sammy in there. Man, so maybe heading into next WrestleMania for like Cody versus Roman too. Cody has like Cody's group that like he has Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn and the Usos backing him Didn't, going into this. Uh-huh. Year. So now he now needs Roman all this help against Roman Reigns. Well, That's Roman needed all that help against him last year. <laughs> he needs it's all, all this not- help. Roman Reigns did not beat Cody Rhodes. Solo Sokoa is stupid thumb beat Cody Rhodes last year. Cody had Roman dead to, <laughs> dead to rights. Cody had Roman double crossroads ready for the, the trifecta for the title. No. Did he win? He needs all this help to beat Roman. That's how you're going to take this victory is Cody with 
Kevin and Sammy and the Usos, maybe even Solo by that point. They Solo finally beat Roman. Boom. Yeah. They finally beat Roman Reigns, and that's how you're gonna feel proud that Cody Rhodes has won the world title, the WWE title to finish the story. No, I'd rather him just straight up do it himself. He does he does the work, Jeremy, and he makes sure everyone else knows how to do the work. It's being it's a big part of this. He didn't do his homework for he WrestleMania. Did plenty 39. of homework. He just he, he couldn't predict what happened where Sammy and Kevin couldn't be there. This is a big factor. Kevin and Sammy were there. They took out the Usos when they came in. And then Solo came back out. I thought they weren't there. No, they were there. Kevin and Sammy had the brawl with the Usos in the middle of that match. In the middle of the main event of WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh... Wow, this memory is so bad for you. You just blocked out all the specific... All you can see at night I see... is Solo Sokoa's thumb. You see nothing else. from, And maybe the rubber chicken. That's all you can see from this show. You can't see what actually happened in the match. I see the entrance. I see, well, sorry. I see him getting out of the bus with Liberty and Brandy first. Getting out of the bus on the pre-show. I see the entrance where I am convinced this is, the time is happening. It's now. It's happening. Um, Most of the match is a blur. And then there's like the final sequence where it's like, Cody hits like the like the drop down onto his back, you know, the punch up kind of gold dust style thing he does. He hits the the bionic elbow. He hits the one crossroads, the two crossroads, and then Paul Heyman's up on the ring apron. And I'm like, wait, no, what's going on? And then Solo does the thumb, and that's yes. Then the rubber chicken, yeah, nice, yeah, that was there too. Um, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, I guess. I guess. What, what do you? What do we think about? Is there anything else to talk about with this Roman Reigns and uh, Jey Uso stuff? Because I mean, it's it's good for Jay. Like I mean, if, like like we've all said, it in story it makes the most sense that Jay would be the first person to pin Roman. So I I can't be mad about that. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> uh, uh. I was gonna throw that up there every time. You bring up Cody Rhodes unprompted from now on. Unprompted? That's very tied into this. You might have brought him up before I did. I don't know. I don't remember. I probably did just to make fun of him losing. I can't um, believe I thought that, that Sammy and Kevin weren't a part. When did, oh, they when were did, part of this. When did Jay Briscoe pass? What, what did they miss? They missed the big... Jay Briscoe? Jay Briscoe yeah. was January. That was Oh, that was the Rumble. Yeah. Time. Okay, but as I remember, didn't they miss? They missed the big WWE show that had to do with this. They main evented night one of WrestleMania. No, I know that, but like, what wasn't there? Wasn't his? Why am I getting this screwed up in my head? Okay, I have no idea. Sorry, I could have sworn that that <laughs> that Jay and that that Kevin and Sammy missed some sort of WWE event because of the funeral or something. I'm sorry, I'm getting the my timeline screwed up on that then. I don't mean I, I, that's uh, something in my, that I totally I, I don't know why I'm thinking that. Anyways, we can move on. <laughs> I think I think they do Jay and Roman at SummerSlam. I think they should do a triple threat, but I think it's just going to be Jay and Roman, and then they'll move on to Jimmy and Roman because Jimmy and Roman haven't had a singles match yet. So I think they do 
they do Jimmy and Roman after they do Jane Roman. And maybe they circle around to the triple threat. Because I do think there's a story to they tell with the triple threat. But if you already have Roman pinning Jay and then pinning Jimmy, like does the triple threat make much sense after that? That's why I think the triple threat almost makes sense first. And yeah. then like I think Roman can kind of bait them into this of hey Jay pinned me. Like, you cool with that? You cool with letting that happen? Like you're gonna he's gonna eat all the glory now when you've been the big dog and you know he was the right hand man you said you were nobody's bitch like you're just gonna let him have that i think he can like manipulate his way into a triple threat match and then i don't know if you could do stack them smash them because if he pins both of them at the same time then doing a singles match with them doesn't make a whole lot of sense off of that either but i think they're gonna try to stretch this out as much as possible to do two singles and a triple threat how they get there they can go different ways but it's got to the result of these matches are going to have to to play out to where they can get there to where it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is a foregone conclusion of who's going to win. And I think we all know Roman's going to win, but it's for a foregone conclusion of like, why does this matter if he's already beaten these guys in this manner? Yeah, when he all, they tried doing the the stack them stack them pin them thing. Oh, in that the main was event so good. Too. Yeah, dude, I thought they had him after the like. I do like that. Um, um, oh, hold on. I mean, this is about the bonkers. I'll see the ref ejected solo, and then Kevin Sammy came out to help Cody, yes. but solo with the mask off around his face came out. So, yeah, that's right. You're right. Sorry about that, y'all. I was getting my timeline screwed up. That was the end of January. I was thinking the end of I was getting something messed up with the, with the timeline there. What head. you were thinking there, Jensen? I, well, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, like literally about the Cody main event, and we brought it. it it's anyway, I'm getting multiple conversations like all mixed up in my head as i'm talking to you about this anyways um i i like the uh the the finisher that solo and roman do by the way i like that like the the spike and the spear at the same time like i was really surprised that anyone like kicked out of that like i figured that would be like kind of like the ultimate finish because like no one could kick out of that but um yeah i think you're right though i think i think they do a triple threat what do you think? Maybe they maybe like Roman pins Jimmy and then like Jay gets a solo shot or something, maybe later. Hey, I feel like you gotta do Jay and Jay. You gotta do Jay and solo, or sorry, Jay and Roman one on one at some point, I feel like. You yeah, yeah. And it looks like that might be the direction for SummerSlam, which makes sense coming off Jay's victory and everything. I just think Roman's gonna try to pit them against each other one way or another. Yeah, I think you're right. And then once again, the wild card here is Solo because eventually he'll probably side with Usos. So you would you would think you would think Solo. I think a wild card is also Heyman. Like where does True. Heyman kind of go after this? Like does he start losing faith in Roman Reigns? I don't know if he's going to go with the Usos, but certainly Solo was there and he's been eyeing Solo. He's been by Solo's side this entire time. Maybe he sees Solo as his next big meal ticket, and that's where he decides to go and he can elevate solo in that manner. Maybe. Yeah. It depends on how much, uh, I don't say like faith, but like how much they're, what they see in solo long-term. Cause he's still kind of green to a degree, but like, that's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. He's just, he just knew, but like, he's got a great look. He, um, I, like I, you know, I was watching him in NXT level up before he got like the call up, you know, like, so I've seen like re- really a lot, his whole kind of progression in the WWE system. And he, uh, like, he, there's always a lot of potential there. There's a lot of Umaga in what he's doing, which, like, I know is designed, but, and which I like too. Like, Umaga was, there was a lot more WWE could have done with Umaga. You know, he had a, he had a short run and unfortunately he passed away young as well. 
but like um you know there's a lot of stuff that he does that you know with the thumb and like the splash and kind of the mannerisms and stuff that are very umaga-esque but he does them really well and it's more of like a tribute you know than like a rip-off type of thing um which i like also so yeah maybe i mean maybe there are big plans for solo to be um a big a big single star um which is good like hopefully they have some people like that in mind at the very least whether it pans out like that or not like i'm glad that there might be some people kind of in that pipeline the wwe where they're thinking like okay we have some people we might actually push as big stars here like you know because they're, they're gonna need them roman's not gonna be around forever he's already not around that often so like and cody's already almost 40 so like you know you gotta you gotta figure out some new stars here i mean solo is he's not old but i think he's older than, than people he's 30 that's not 30 old. that's I mean, not he's bad no nah, i need i need a little bit more <clears throat> i need a little bit more like explosiveness out of solo, solo. yeah and, and his in-ring work like he's he's good but i just need a little bit more explosiveness out of his in-ring work that's all that's fair from him. and yeah like i like what we both said he's just i mean he's just he's newer he's still getting he's still getting everything kind of figured out and he's put in a really big spot immediately yeah. like he he went from like i said he was just a regular guy in nxt level up like they would it wasn't like some world beater he was just like a guy who was just learning on the show just like everybody else and then the next thing you know <clears throat> he's showing up at uh was it was it the drew mcintyre match Clash of he Castle. yeah so um so he's immediately thrown right into that people most people in the wwe universe didn't even know he existed probably they're like wait there's another uso like what you know um unless you were one of the 10 people watching level up like me, you know, you probably didn't know. Um, so, uh, so he's put in a huge spot immediately. And I think given the circumstances, he's done really, really well. Like um, a lot of people in his position would have probably botched something big or, you know, come off goofy or something, but like he's held his own in this story and in the ring and everything, what they needed him to do in my opinion. So, and he had a really big moment once I know I circle everything back to Cody, but the, 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 the... this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Week heading into Cody versus Roman, like that's a big spot to be in being solo. Like you have that last, that kind of like that go home match for the, the main eventer and you know, he held his own. He made you know, Cody look good in that one, you know, and, and so did Solo. So there, there is a lot to be to be said about how well Solo has done on the roster uh, since he debuted. My WWE spotlight, Jensen, kind of ties into to Cody because this man wrestled Cody at Money in the Bank mm-hmm. in probably the worst match of the night, which I blame <laughs> Cody for. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Cody's fault, yeah. Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Of all the things I could talk about when it comes to WWE this week, they had a big Money in the Bank show. They had a fine episode of Raw. There was the Logan Paul ricochet spot. We have two new Money in the Bank winners. We have LA Knight, who got the biggest reaction in uh, in London. All these things. Drew McIntyre returned. All these yeah. things. I could LA Knight didn't win, though, did he? And neither did Logan Anyways. Paul. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Don. All right, Don. Jeez, Don. Don's cool though. We're gonna talk about that. I'll take Damian Priest though. I'm, I'm not I'm not too upset about that. LA Knight still got the biggest reaction out of everyone. That's though. true. Listen, I watched the show with my brother, who and he really doesn't see hardly any WWE because like I really only watch the PLEs. So like if he's here for a PL, now he watches like a lot of indies with me. Watches a lot of AEW with me. Really did not a lot of WWE. So like he watched Money in the Bank with me. And I'll be on it. I'll be totally transparent. Like, he was like, yo, what's up with this guy? Like, do listen to these people. Did you and I was bury like, him? Yeah, I mean, of course. Listen, there were people on Twitter, okay, heading into Money in the Bank. I have to just, this has, this point needs to be made. I saw tweets with literally thousands of, like, likes and retweets going into the show. Someone clipped... LA Knight's promo on Logan Paul. I guess it was on SmackDown heading into, yeah. and the caption was like, it was like all caps, LA Knight cooks Logan Paul again. And I watched, the pro- I watched the video. This is pretty much verbatim the promo where he's cooking. Okay. I just need to make this point clear. Once again, guys out here saying a whole bunch of nothing, very enthusiastically. He came out and said, Logan Paul, you have a lot of followers on social media. You got a ton of followers. You got a ton of subscribers. You're huge on the internet. You're super famous. But now you're in L.A. Knight's ring with everybody saying L.A. Knight. Yeah. That was the promo. All he did was point out, yeah, Logan Paul's got a lot of followers and now he's in a wrestling ring. That's not cooking anybody. That's not saying anything. He threw that man right on the grill. He may have overcooked him, honestly. He may have overcooked him. Oh my god, dude! I'm not. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I All just this guy came out and said was Logan Paul is way more famous than I am, and now you're in a wrestling ring with everybody saying "L.A. Yeah, Knight, yeah." How I was that just, cooking? I just imagine you 
with your with your brother who you just admitted only watches the WWE premium live events, not doesn't watch like the weekly stuff. Right. And they that LA LA night hits, the crowd roars, giant reaction, biggest reaction of the entire weekend. And then what happens is your brother's like, oh man, this guy's super over. Like he's really popular. And here's Steven Jensen just stewing that LA night's just getting this big reaction. He's like, yeah, the crowd likes him for some reason, but he's really not that good. He's not good in the ring. He's not good on the mic. He's honestly not that great of a wrestler. He's he's not good, but for some reason the crowd likes him. Honestly, all the all the crowd, all these thousands of people, these twenty thousand people in the arena are just idiots for liking him. No, they're just I dumb think... for liking him. You're trying to bury this man who got the biggest reaction of the weekend to your brother, so you can turn your brother against L.A. Knight. Yeah, I think it's really low hanging fruit. Like I've said before, I think that. It, I think that the WWE audience, especially because it's made up of so many children, is, is is so used to just the average mediocrity of everything. Are and then anybody else, kids? anybody comes around that does anything a little out of the ordinary, that does any, if that gives you any kind of taste of the Attitude Era, like which which is what he's doing. He's These are kids. Out- you just said it's kids. No, no, and sorry. These kids no, no, the no, 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 no. I, I, I need to specify there because there are adults who like him as well. Like, I there's a lot of adults who like him. Okay. That's who I'm referring to when it comes to the Attitude Era reference. Okay. There's a lot of kids who it's really easy because they're just they they hear the music, they cheer with everybody else, they they like the yeah, and like it's just and he sounds really over the top. And then you have the adults who it, it's like this taste of like this guy kind of talks like The Rock and Steve Austin. Like I miss when wrestlers talked like this and looked like this. It's like, okay, that's, listen, it's all fair. Y'all can like whoever you want to like. And I'll be completely honest. I feel bad when I read interviews that he does because I don't really watch them. But like I've read transcripted interviews that he's done recently, quite a few of them, where he's actually saying a lot of the stuff where he's like, yeah, there's a lot of fans out there that like, you know, they like say I'm not that good in the ring, but like either with Steve Austin or, or like Hulk Hogan. And like, you know, I'm, you know, I, I know people say I sound like The Rock, but, you know, I've always sounded like this. And, you know, I'm just, you know, it's, it's kind of a compliment to me. And it's like, dude, he's this guy, Eli, whatever his real name is. This guy seems like a real, he's probably a great dude. I just don't understand how he's gotten so over on the show being like a mediocre wrestler and like a guy not saying anything on the microphone. But, 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 but people, it's working. Okay. One thing he needs to do this, you want to know how to get, get over with me? One, you can do one thing, and I'll be, I'll change every, I'll one eighty completely on LA Night. I'll completely one eighty on LA Night. You can call yourself LA Night. Start wearing, start wearing LA lights, okay? Like get the LA gear, LA lights. His shoes should light up while he's walking. If you start wearing those, like we had back in the nineties, I'll start liking LA. Well, I'll probably accidentally call them LA lights over and over again. But wear LA lights, and I'll like you, LA Night. That that's the one thing you can do to get over with me. Do you do you hear that? la night don't worry about the millions and millions of people you're getting over with no you just need to somehow get over yes millions 100 percent millions you just need to somehow get over with steven jensen this is true just be nice to jensen that's how you get over with them (laughs) that's we've established that LA and I would probably be very friendly to you. You just said he's I'd like a nice guy. I'd be very friendly to him. 
Dude, I'd be very friendly to CM Punk. I I address my enemies. I'd be friendly to them in person. Like, because all I'm doing here is giving my opinion on pro wrestling. Like, it's just a stupid opinion on wrestling. Like, everyone, and the, the, the funny thing is, is for, it's just for whatever reason with this one dude, I seem to just, I, I disagree with everybody else for whatever reason. But I'm like, I'm the odd man out. Listen, and I'm, I'm, I can keep it real. A lot of the time when, when people think that everyone else is the problem, they're actually the problem. So like something's up with me maybe where I just don't get it. But at the same time, we both established like neither of us got the Mr. Kennedy stuff. And a lot of people were into that. I'm not into the Bray Wyatt stuff. Either are you. A lot of people were into that. I so love it just, Bray Wyatt. Don't, don't tell it. Don't say that. Oh, well, we disagree there as well. We've definitely talked about Bray Wyatt plenty on this show. And I was under the impression that, well, I know you How like the, you, you like you like the dumbness of it. Okay, whatever. But like, I, I anyway. That's listen. Congratulations, LNA. In all honesty and all sincerity, like I'm happy that this for this guy that he's somehow accomplished this. Like, the, like it is super impressive to me that he's he's gotten over like this. And hopefully, WWE capitalizes on it. Like, you, like he's getting reactions. You can't deny it. So, you know, hopefully, they figure out you're. You're that dude who they would get this reaction and get it organically. You're basically Vince. I apologize for saying that to you. That might be the meanest thing I've ever <laughs> no, said. No, I know what you're. I know where you're going with it. But it get organically. It's like you know what? I don't like him. So I ain't pushing him. Don't go. Don't care about his reactions. I ain't pushing him because I just don't get it. I don't get how he is this over. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I could definitely see that happening for sure. Or he's or he says like. He's already organically over, so we're going to spend our time trying to get over someone I, I want to get over. Yeah, you know, they won't invest any more into dumb. it. Dumb. This guy is over. Just go with it. You are the problem yeah. in this instance, Jensen. Hi, it's you. You're the problem. Wow. It's you. Okay. LA Moving Knight's on. Over, brother. All right. Listen. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. Good for you. Good for LA Knight. Dirty dumb Mysterio. <laughs> Oh wait, yeah. Why is this even? This is this, this folly was dull. I completely. We're gonna even have time to talk about everything today. Listen, there's really I'll, nothing to I'll, talk about yeah. with Tom Mysterio. I just think it's hilarious that, like, much like Seth freaking Rollins, like, hey, let's just give this guy a nickname, and we're just, oh, we're gonna beat you over the head with this nickname. Like, it's part of this man's name now. It's just part of his name. He is now Seth freaking. They put the freaking in everything. Rollins and now Dirty Dom, the dirty will always be there. Why is he dirty? I don't know. I have no idea why they're calling him Dirty Dom Mysterio. Maybe Rhea Ripley can answer this question for us. But I he's Dirty that. Dom Mysterio and get ready to hear that name 300 million times on every single episode of Raw. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny that they're that they're leaning so much into the It's working though. And here's the thing, I'm behind this. Like, I'm with it on the Dom stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Money Mark said Kevin Nash is on your side. Are you referring to the LA Knight stuff? Is Kevin Nash also ripping LA Knight? Yeah, Cause... Kevin Nash. I mean, okay, I'll tell you what okay, Kevin yeah, Nash okay. Is. It's just me, huh? No, not not one of the not one of the goats, Kevin Nash. Hey, listen, Kevin Nash. you want to talk Kevin about Nash someone is. who wasn't that great in the ring but was over as hell and one of my favorite wrestlers? I got the guys that like four of his autographs, Kevin Nash. I love Kevin Nash. So you can get over with me being not great in the ring. Kevin Nash was cool. There was a big difference. So Kevin Nash Kevin, agrees with me. That's interesting, huh? Y'all going to say Kevin Nash doesn't know what he's talking about? 
Kevin Nash. Yes, I will say Kevin Nash. Oh, get out of here. Kevin Nash changed the game. Listen to Kevin Nash. People would still be on these BS, non-guaranteed contracts. Probably not anymore, obviously. But like he's him, big. Him and Scott Hall changed it. Changed the game, man. Like obviously, Hulk Hogan was doing his own thing and you know getting his own deals. But like, yeah. Anyway, that feels good to know that guys. Thank you for yeah, Kevin Nash. Let's okay, go. okay, okay. And then maybe let's... that's why Kevin Nash follows me on Twitter. That might be. That's got to be it. If I if I <laughs> so I'm gonna DM Kevin Nash. I'm gonna be like, yo, Kev, yo, big, big, sexy. Um. Can you give me just a quick statement on your thoughts on LA Knight? Because like you're the only one who seems to agree with me in this entire world, and maybe me, me and Big Kev can can bond over this. I love Kevin Nash. All right, can we get Kevin Nash on the show? DM Kevin Nash and tell him to come on this show. Let me try to get dude. I I I would love to have Kevin Nash on the show. Are you he doesn't ever do that kind of stuff. I know he does a show with Sean Oliver now. Like they have like their like weekly show. Click yeah. this. But I don't know if he does like interviews really anymore well it can't hurt to ask okay i'll ask him i'll put i'll put it out there on the spot on the spotlight yeah. right here for send, everyone to send see nash a dm and see if we can't get him on the show i have a very important question i need to ask kevin nash that i've been waiting to ask him for years so i need okay. kevin nash on this show so i can ask him this question here's what kevin nash said and i'm gonna before you jump in with your yeah and agreeing a like oh kevin nash it. is the best see kevin sure. nash agrees with me I'm going to add context after I read his statement of what he said. So he said about LA Knight, am I the only one that sees an absolute ripoff of The Rock to the point where he cut the promo on fucking Logan Paul or whatever the fuck his name is? He doesn't know Logan Paul's name. Uh, He said, yes, stick it. And the only thing he didn't do was turn that motherfucker sideways. What does everybody have? Amnesia? There's nothing original. Oh man, his promo. His promos. Finally, LA Knight has come back as a white guy. If you don't put that money in the bank in Paul's hands so you can the rest of the year say, oh, fuck yeah, but the wild card is, will Logan Paul be there? If you don't get some mileage out of that, then uncle. He wanted Logan Paul to win money in the bank too, I guess. I don't know this guy, LA Knight. I don't know him, but I'll tell you one thing. I got a text message from him. I'm just going to read what it says. Hey, Nash, I know you don't know me. I've got an idea of this character. He's called the Scorpion King. What do you think? This is bullshit, okay? Rock was a Scorpion King. Then he said he's in talks with Disney. I don't know what the fuck's going on. If you think Kevin Nash is being serious with this take and actually knows what's happening with LA Knight and Logan Paul and the world of WWE, I got news for you. Kevin Nash was shown one LA Knight promo and like everybody else came to the conclusion yeah, he kind of sounds like The Rock in Austin. And then he decided, I'm going to turn this into a big old bit. And then it got headlines and attention because that's what happens in the world of wrestling. Kevin Nash has the same opinion that most people have when it comes to LA Knight. Myself included. Do I think he's like Rock and Austin adjacent? Yes. Do I think he takes a lot from them? Yes. He admits he takes a lot from them. Still gets over. How many people have taken from wrestlers in the past how many people have tried to take from the rock in austin and how many people have actually made it work very few mm-hmm. none of them certainly none to the level of la night in a very long time so that's all that has happened with kevin nash i i'm 99 sure la night did not send kevin nash a text message saying i've got an idea for a character he's called of the course. scorpion king no. listen to what nash said understand nash's sense of humor understand that nash very rarely watches the product 
nowadays and has just shown clips and reacts to it. And he's Kevin Nash and he's hilarious in, in how he speaks and the opinions that he gives. And that's all he is doing. Sure. Yeah. So first of all, yeah, we know that like, there's no way LA Knight has Kevin Nash's number. <laughs> so like, there's no way you texted him that, but Kevin, I, I agree with, um, with everything Kevin Nash said, actually, like that was, that was a really, really good take that he had. I've already got four of his autographs. I think like, maybe I can get him, like maybe we can frame uh, that quote and have him sign it. And I can like put it in my background <laughs> over here. <laughs> that was right on the money. Everything he said was spot on. I don't think he was joking about that at all. Anyways, Dirty Dom. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all you can really say about about Dirty Dom. He, he's he's the big he's he's the he's the most pure heel in the company, which is crazy. That's true. Like yeah. like Roman's the man. We all get that, but like Roman also has got a cool factor to him. Still, you know, like Dom's just getting straight. And there's a tongue in cheek thing there too, kind of with like when before people knew that Hook could wrestle. You know, when everyone was just kind of tongue in cheek, like send Hook. You know. That's kind of the vibe you get from Dom is like everyone knows he's not a badass, but like on the show, even Rhea and and Damien, they like talk to him like he's a badass. Like they're they're not joking to him when they're like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's this weird tongue-in-cheek thing that's working really well. He's getting booed out of the he can't get a word out. You can't even hear his promos. You gotta yell his promos because he's getting booed so bad. So that's where it's it's that's a case of it working and me being down. Like I'm I'm cool with what's going on with Dom. Doesn't it say something? That Dominic Mysterio, dirty Dominic Mysterio, the biggest heel in the company, was put in a feud with Cody Rhodes, and LA Knight got a bigger babyface reaction than Cody Rhodes. Did he? Oh, 100%. 100%. Whoa! That's a lot of that. I'm yeah. old and I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. <laughs> I'm tired of wrestling these kids that think they uh, they know everything. Yeah. Let's go ahead, AEW Spotlights. <laughs> AEW Spotlights, Steven Jensen. Like, you should be thrilled with this. I understand it's uh, your old pal CM Punk, but we get Punk versus Joe yeah. on Collision this Saturday, running it back decades in the making. CM Punk, Samoa Joe as part of the Owen Hart tournament. It's a semifinal match. Admit it. You're a little bit excited for Punk versus Joe on Saturday. Yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, CM Punk's never beat Joe. They wrestled probably like five, six times. Like in Ring of Honor, there was the three big matches. That was the, uh, was two time limit draws. And then Joe won the third, if I remember correctly. Um, and then there was matches outside of, that they had had outside of Ring of Honor as well. So, but so, but I don't, I don't think CM Punk's legitimately ever beaten him. Maybe in a so tag they- match. Uh, they wrestle in a singles match. Punk has has never won. They had the right. for the, so for the world title, the famous trilogy is yeah the two time limit draws, and then Joe winning. They did have a match before that, not for a world title. Um, uh, before Joe was champion, and everything that in that Ring Joe of Honor. Won. Yeah, in Ring of yeah, Honor. Yeah. yeah, and then they had um a match in PWG and FWA, and Joe won both of those. So in singles matches. Yeah, Joe or Punk has never defeated Joe. Yeah, so I think he wins in this one, though. I think Joe's or I think Punk's going to beat Joe in this tournament. Now, I will say a little confusion here, and there's a, I'm sure there's a method to the madness. Like I, I love Tony Khan. I I trust Tony. I trust the people around Tony. Like I I love AEW's product. I'm you know, but I uh, 
it's confusing, right? Like that this wouldn't be the finals or they wouldn't have like designed this to be the finals punk versus Joe, but um, they're, they're setting up Ricky. I'm fairly certain they're setting up Ricky. He thinks Ricky's win the whole thing. That's I don't know if, I don't know if Ricky's win the whole thing, but I think we're getting Ricky punk in the finals. Right. I just don't, I just feel like if Punk was going to win this whole thing, you would have him beat Joe in the finals. You know what I mean? I just feel like that makes the most sense. Like he gets his big win that he's never, the guy he's never beat with all this, you know, 20 year history. And you can do that in the finals if Punk's going to win the whole thing. So it leads me to believe that, that Ricky will probably win the whole thing. If, if this isn't the finals. I hope, I, feel. So. Yeah. I hope Ricky wins the whole thing. I think Punk turns on Ricky out of all of this. Cause I, I think they need to, have a big baby face for collision. And I mean, right now it's kind of CM Punk. Like CM Punk's the face of the show. Let's be honest, but he's going to get booed in most towns that he goes to that is in Chicago. So they need a, an actual top like pure baby face in this. And you have CM Punk turning on Ricky that fully establishes Ricky as the baby face of the show. Yeah. Um, I I think that's all very possible. That's probably the that's probably the way to go. Also, um, but as far as like Punk and Joe goes, I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. I, you know, that's that's this Saturday on Collision, right? So yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be. A, I mean, Collision's been a much watched show, by the way. Like I, I think it's right there on par with Dynamite, if not even better in some ways. You know, like I I think that uh. You know, I think it's uh, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a spectacle. I, I'd imagine they give them a lot of time. Like it'll probably be, you know, I don't know if they'll go an hour, but they'll probably go at least a half hour. Um, the main events, the main events for Collision have been going relatively long. I mean, Joe, I'm look up the the time last week for for Joe and Roddy, but the the six mans were long. It was only uh 13 minutes for Joe and Roddy last week in the main event, but the, the six man that headlined the first collision show, that was 25 minutes. Um, and I, I feel like the, the main event for the second show was relatively long as well. Um, that was, that was 23 minutes. So yeah, they, they've had long matches to main event collision. I'm skeptical. This one's going to be over 20 minutes because punk is a singles, even Joe working as a singles in, in 2023, Let's let's just be honest about things. Age happens, physical wear and tear happens. These are not the same guys they were two decades ago when they were twenty years younger, putting on hour long matches. We have not seen Punk. Punk's only wrestled a handful of times since returning. Outside of the Kojima match, which was thirteen minutes, by the way, he's not had a singles match. And even the singles matches he was having before um before his injury like the moxley match the last match he had that was less than 20 minutes so he he hadn't been wrestling very long matches anyway before the injury then you got the injury and now you're coming against joe also not really wrestling these like super long matches or anything i I don't think this is going like over 20 minutes if i'm honest yeah, I mean that that all makes sense as well. I mean, I I could see that, but I do think Punk wins. I mean, I feel like they're setting this up for Punk to to beat Joe yeah. here. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see Joe win. It'd be unexpected. It'd be kind of like uh, like how Danielson 
loss to uh to moxley like the, for like in that world title match they had not too long ago like everyone was like sure that danielson was gonna win that that thing you know when they when they wrestled each other and then mox wound up winning the title again everyone's kind of like wait really like surprised they went right back to mox they could just put it on danielson but um but yeah i expect punk to win didn't didn't joe get to the finals last year he lost adam cole in the finals last year i think it's adam cole um yeah i think he did lose in the in the finals to adam cole so it'd be interesting to see joe get to the finals again or even win the whole thing honestly i'd be fine with samojo winning the whole tournament i mean he's still performing at like a super high level like his match with roddy last last week ruled like there's um but i mean i think i i think realistically speaking though like i think cm punk's going to win this match and i could see punk winning the entire tournament too like i i could um not that he necessarily needs it not that adam cole really necessarily needed it either but here's the thing AEW there's so many tournaments and like there's so many eliminator stuff and like other ways of getting in the mix for big things where like you know there's a lot of uh a shot a shock said mox beat punk but also mox beat um danielson like whenever they had like there was a vacant title right yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah and then everyone figured that danielson was gonna win that um so uh so anyway yeah i'll my prediction is punk is punk beats Joe. I think it's gonna be really good though. I'll definitely be watching. Um and there's a big UFC that night too on Saturday. Um, but like the pay-per-view won't start until right as collision's ending. But uh good combat sports Saturday coming up with collision and UFC two ninety. So they got uh Yair versus uh Volkanovsky on that show. It's gonna be a good one. If I can make it to one in the morning, I will I will watch that. Yeah. I'm old now, Jensen. I can't I can't stay up that late anymore it's very sad times and that's a good fight i just like unless it's like john jones i even fell asleep during. i woke up literally as like jones was walking to the ring and fortunately that fight only lasted one round yeah. so i was able to watch it and then i immediately fell asleep right after it's so wild just, man he's the I goat just, this is a whole other conversation but john jones is the goat like people can say what they will and i get it about like his outside of the octagon stuff and all the time he's missed and all the stuff surrounding John Jones, but like there has never been a better just actual. And I'm a big GSP guy. I've always been like GSP is the goat and stuff, but like I just can't deny what like when what John Jones did what you just said, comes back, moves up to heavyweight, wins in a round like it's nothing. It's just like he's the best. He's just he's the goat. Like it just is what it is. Athletically speaking, he's just the goat of MMA. Um, but uh anyways, do you, you so your prediction is also punk over Joe though this Saturday? Yeah. I think Punk wins. I think they're setting up a Punk and Ricky final. And then I could I could go either way on that. I could see how Punk wins and then he's kind of braggadocious about it. And I could see Ricky win. And then Punk is like kind of jealous and just lays him out afterwards. It feels like they're going to lean more towards a heel CM Punk since he's going to get booed in most of the buildings. And I think he's just... I think he wants to fire off some rounds at everybody on the mic. And it's easier to do that. Granted, he did it in his return promo, but it's easier to do that if you're an actual heel than if you're going to baby face uh, and then you're trying to play nice with people. So I, I think that they're going to lean more towards a heel punk and, you know, laying out Ricky. And I, it would be the way to do that because they need to start like establishing so an actual feud for punk right now he's in the tournament right and they they kind of got the jay white stuff going and maybe mm -hmm. that maybe that's why they don't turn punk is because they actually need to close up the the jay white stuff because jay white no and point. juice are, are challenging ftr for the titles uh on saturday 
So maybe he still needs to do something with Jay White. And so maybe they don't turn him just yet. Um, but what it, whatever they do afterwards, they gotta they gotta like keep punk in like actual programs on collision, not just hey, cool, CM Punk's here, let's do matches type of thing. And I think Punk's smart enough to like know this and know like, yeah, I need I need something I can sink my teeth into. No, no pun intended. Uh, but like I think that Punk knows that that needs to happen as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And selfishly, I just want Ricky to have like a, a long established program with Punk and not just like a one-off type of match. Like I want to see them. I want to see them promo. I think other. they will. I think they will because I mean they've set it up that way with like him being like Ricky being a part of like CMFTR like recently with those guys. And but that's a really good point that you brought up about Jay White because they're they're. I don't think AEW would would plant all these seeds and not do Jay White versus CM Punk one on one at some point in the near future. So I mean, they again. I, this is where I hope CM Punk is smart enough to know. Hey, we need to deliver on this, but. I'm going to just circle back to Swerve and Keith Lee, which is, you know, that's an overcooked thing that we need a singles match at some point. And I just don't know if we're ever going to get that. <laughs> we have to after the, after their bachelor last night. Anyway, no, I, I'm, I'm with you though. I understand what you're saying. Uh, your AEW spotlight Jensen is Chris Jericho, maybe joining Don Callis's family. Because Jericho, you know, he starts factions. He doesn't just join factions. Where where do you think this is leading? I think he's going to join this group. I I like I like this a lot too. Um, the history between they did a good job explaining it last night, but like the history between Don Callis and Chris Jericho goes is deep. It goes back a long time. I think they maybe even trained together back in the maybe if they didn't train together, they were like wrestling in the same territories, like super young out of the same area. Um, they didn't mention this yesterday. And I only know this cause I, I, I used to listen to all those early talk is Jericho episodes. And I remember Jericho and Callis talking about how even like, if I want, I don't want to get the story wrong, but I, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct here. If someone in the chat, you're, you, you could, you can uh, correct me if I'm, if I'm remembering this wrong, but if I remember correctly, there was a one point impact wrestling was they. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. They were trying to sell. And they approached Chris Jericho about potentially, I don't know about buying the company, but like they wanted him involved in Impact in some sort of ownership, decision-making level of some kind. And... Jericho referred Don Callis to the decision makers at Impact instead. And Callis wound up getting that job because he was with Impact for a while after that for years. And I believe the story was that, that Jericho was a big reason why Callis got essentially the interview to get the position he got in Impact Wrestling for all those years. I mean, so like we're talking like really, really big, not just like, 
they're not just friends for a long time. They've helped each other professionally for a long time. Um, you know, so it's, it's like, and it's wild seeing this too. Like, like Cyrus the virus from ECW was like so annoying. He was like my least favorite part of like the late, the, the, the dying days of ECW as a kid, I hated Cyrus the virus. And I would have never imagined in 2023, he'd be like the most over heel manager it's like him and Paul Heyman and like Paul Heyman, they're both ECW. It's so, so random how these things have turned out. But like, um, I do think that ultimately Jericho is going to lead the Jericho Appreciation Society. A lot of seeds have been planted for that. And and they teased more of that last night with like Garcia and Sammy needing to go on their own and stuff. Um, so I think ultimately, and I, and I like this by the way, because initially I just figured Takeshita was going to join the Blackpool Combat Club and Callus was going to be like Takeshita's kind of manager where, where I like, like Callus wasn't going to manage the combat club, but he was going to be like associated with them. Um, I like this idea better though, like get through blood and guts and then like have your own heel faction of, of, of Callus being the manager, Jericho, Takeshita. And then if you want to add in a couple other people, whatever, you can do that. I, I like that idea a lot personally. So I think that's where they'll probably go with it. Do you think that Jericho is part of Blood and Guts? Because we know it's five on five now. I thought it might just be four on four because Danielson was hurt. Kingston's in the G1. But they said it's going to be five on five. They, each side is basically going to have a mystery partner. And now, like, if you're looking at Blackpool Combat Club, okay, who is there for them? I, I floated Homicide because of his ties with Moxley. I also think there's a good story to tell of Moxley brings in Homicide, who's also friends with Eddie Kingston. He was celebrating with Eddie Kingston, winning the uh, strong openweight title the other day, uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, so I, I think there's a story there of, oh, Moxley has Homicide on his side, but how does Eddie feel about this? I think there's a deeper story there. But Jericho now, as Callis tries to recruit him, does Jericho get involved in Blood and Guts? That's a good question. The pro- Probably. I can't think of like a better better option because on the on the elites on the elite side uh, the, i know i've read something earlier that kenny cut like uh like the kind of promo or something after the yeah. rampage tapings um he didn't say who it's gonna be but like it's so heavily implied it's it's abushi so like i i yeah you're probably right Could you think of anyone like does anyone else make better sense than jericho to be a part of that yeah, I just said a homicide. Oh no, sorry. Outside of homicide and Jericho, I apologize. Outside of those two, okay, homicide, homicide. I feel like is a long shot. Like I feel like that it makes sense based on what you said, and we've seen homicide in AEW before. But when was the last time we saw him though? When was the last time we did an AEW? It was the um, Grand Slam thing where he. Okay. I don't think he wrestled <clears throat> in AEW, but he came out and he helped Moxley and Eddie. That's what it was uh, at the the Grand Slam match. That's what it was. He helped the two of them at the Grand Slam match. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think Jericho makes the most sense because of like where the story's heading and him being a regular part of AEW and him needing a a big piece of that puzzle. But listen, dude, I like the idea of homicide too. I, I but outside of that, I can't. I, I don't. I don't know if there's anyone else who I can think of that makes. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Jeremy Freeze. Oh, no, there we go. You're back. Okay. Sorry. Um, all right. So you said you like the idea of homicide. Yeah, I'm saying I like the idea of homicide. I think Jericho is more likely, and I can't think of anyone 
two would really make more sense. So Kenny's post-match promo was, listen to this. There was a week where my whereabouts were unknown. I didn't stay home. I didn't go to Canada. I went to recruit an old friend, somebody who's very near and dear to my heart. I've got no doubt in my mind that as much as he cares about me, he cares about the men in this ring. He cares about this promotion. He cares about changing the face of professional wrestling. At Blood and Guts in two weeks, there's no way we lose. To me, I think that's only one man, Mm -hmm. and it's Cody Rhodes. Because I don't think anybody else cares about the elite and the promotion, all elite <laughs> wrestling and changing the face of professional wrestling than Cody Rhodes. Wouldn't that be wild? That'd be the coolest thing in history outside of Cody winning the WWE championship. There's some other people that uh, have been thrown out there in the chat. Uh, I think it's Winston. It's called with some numbers in there. It says uh june kasai and el desperado long shots i don't see either of those i saw that jared that i'm also wrestled kasai though the other day um skewered and And then i saw all the people online that were like john moxley fell off and it's like you realize he like he came from this like and he's, he's deciding to do he doesn't have to do this like um anyways some uh, a shook throughout Chris Hero. I don't see that happening because he hasn't been introduced on AEW television at all. And obviously, the fans would know who he. Well, I should say, the hardcore fans would know him. I still the, the casuals. He, he's been really out of the. Unless you were following NXT UK, which a lot of people weren't. I mean, um, in Ace, no, Kenny didn't mention Cody. He mentioned that he was he he is making heavy allusions to being in Japan, and it's pretty clear it's going to be Kota Ibushi. And if it isn't, I think people would be disappointed at this point. Yeah. I think people are going to be disappointed if it's not Kota, because they are, <clears throat> they're really teasing that, that it's Kota. And if it's not him, I really don't know who else it could be. If it's, if it's not him, I don't think it's Michael Nakazawa or anything. No. I don't know if Kenny has any other uh, good friends from the, the Japan days who, who could do it, but fat ass yeah, Masa. I, <laughs> yeah it seems like it's coda i don't know who else it, it could possibly be money mark says osprey i assume on the bcc side i could i could see that uh on the bcc side it being osprey is again a callous connection i hope it's more homicide than jericho no offense to, to jericho i just i don't need him in another blood and guts match i just i don't and i don't even think he fits well with the elite blackpool like story it feels very shoehorned with the callus thing i understand the connection he has with callus and stuff i get that i just don't need him inserted into this again i think the better story is homicide and then because there's still a story with eddie and john they, they told that through a video package last night on dynamite there's still a story there you throw homicide in that mix you elevate that story a little bit jericho is just it's going to elevate Jericho stuff. I don't need it. I just don't <clears throat> well, I mean, and we all, I, mean, I'm, I don't know if either of us mentioned this, but obviously the only reason this is even happening is because Danielson's hurt. Like, they, so they're already in yeah. a position where it's like, they're already shooting someone in like that wasn't planned to be a part of this. So it's, they're just doing the best with what they've got. And I also understand the idea of, of uh, Chris hero from a shook about like Kings of wrestling kind of like reuniting in that with, with Claudio. I think if they're going to do that, it'll be like a tag team reuniting type of thing. But regardless, like, yeah, Blood and Guts will still be, well, it's, it's going to be great, but I'm interested to see who, who it's going to be on each side. But as, as everyone else in the chat saying now as well, like 
if they don't come through with the bushi, that's a gigantic miss. Like you, that's it's almost false advertising at this point. If you if if it's anything but a bushi for the elite, so yeah, I think I think it's got to be a bushi. I just don't know who else it's going to be there. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. Speaking of old Edward Kingston, he won gold. Stephen Jensen, he finally won a major singles title. He's won titles in other company, but I. I Guess what you would consider a, a big, a major singles title. He defeated Kenta for the New Japan Strong Open Weight Championship at New Japan Independence Day, New Japan Strong Independence Day on July 5th. Hit him with a couple of strong kicks to the face, the spinning back fist, and the Northern Lights bomb to win the title. Very emotional after the match. He was celebrating with Homicide, hugging Homicide. And yeah, Eddie Kingston, strong open weight champion, finally getting that belt. Yeah, happy for, for Eddie. A dude who the the story has been told many times, but I mean the guy was literally selling his gear uh, before AEW made the call because um, he was trying to make ends meet. I mean this dude to see to and and, and the thing with Eddie is like we all got to keep in mind this dude was like a twenty year veteran pre AEW. This guy's been around for so long, and to see him get this recognition finally is like, it's really cool to see like a guy grind out for that long. There's actually someone, I don't know the guy personally, but I like a friend of a friend. I know actually purchased some of uh, Kingston's either his boots or like his, his gear. It was some, some, some of his gear, like when he was really hurting. And um, I think he reconnected with Eddie like fairly recently and like gave him some of his stuff back. Cause he was like, He's like, dude, I only bought this like to help you get through that. But like, you know, you can have this back now, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and apparently Eddie was like really taken back by it. He was like really appreciated it. Um, and there's cool that there's those kind of fans out there that like, they're just trying to help these wrestlers out when they need the help. It isn't about like, it isn't about like scalping ticket prices or like, like buying merchandise to flip it and make money. It's like, you know, they, sometimes people just they, they'll give this stuff back to their favorite wrestlers because like they feel like they should be the ones to have it, and they were only holding on to it for a minute because the, the the wrestler needed some help and that was the, the way that they were able to help them at the time was like we're selling merch i'll buy some merch if it helps you out you know what i mean so like and also a lot of people aren't like because you could also easily say like why don't you just donate to them or whatever that's kind of a weird thing too sometimes right like just like ask people for money or like you know what i mean like so there's a lot of way I've done that before by my, by my, by the way, as well, just like wrestlers that I know they have merchandise and like, I'll buy their t-shirts. I might not even be their biggest fan, but I'm like, I know they're grinding and they're working hard. I see them in a bunch of shows. Here's 25 bucks for a t-shirt. Like, hopefully this helps out. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, anyways, it's good to see Eddie in this position. Finally, we're like, he's winning big championships in, in new Japan. He beat Kenta for the title. Um, don't know what the hell's going on with that dude right now. Like not, not taking the punk match supposedly and like whatever, I don't know what's going on with him, but, um, and that uh, like brutal titties in the chat, which is like, such a, I see that every day. And every time we're in this chat, I see that name and it pops me, but the, the, he says Eddie isn't taking charity. No way. And there's a lot of people that are like that, which is fair. You know, I, I, I don't see Eddie being the kind of guy either. That's like just asking people for money. So he's like, if you're going to give me money, I'm gonna give you something cool in exchange, you know? So like, um, and I respect that obviously. I, uh, uh, you know, but yeah, good, good Freddie Kingston, man. Um, I, 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 a true def dude. I remember because we've talked about Brad Eisen on the show quite a bit. When Eddie Kingston called out Cody Rhodes, he called out Nick Aldis at the same time, if I remember correctly, because he, he, he actually wrestled Brad Eisen in a, it was a backyard 
wrestling show. It wasn't like GCW back or wrestling. It was just like this. It was just like this. I can't remember. Maybe even maybe it was ICW NHB. I can't remember the company, but they, it was probably ICW NHB. But he wrestled Brett Ice in the main event of a show. Brett gets out of the ring. Eddie grabs a microphone and just makes this call out of Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis for the TNT title and NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And Cody actually accepted the challenge. And from there, look at what's happened. I mean, this is, it's incredible. And I'm not, I'm not putting that on Cody, by the way. This isn't me patting Cody on the back for the success of Eddie Kingston. This is seeing this trajectory of a guy just call his shot. The guy listened and said, you know what? I'm going to give you, I am going to give you the chance. He came in, he absolutely killed it. And now look where Eddie Kingston's at. So good for him, man. I, I'm, you won't hear me. You won't catch me saying anything bad about the Mad King. Uh, you know, so yeah, punch you in the face. I'm on team Eddie Kingston, dude. He's another one of those guys where like, just really, really random. Like I, I, I don't know him like well, but like I've gotten to talk to him a little bit through social media and stuff years back because he actually, he's a big MMA fan. So like he knew of me through MMA on point when I was doing a lot of stuff for them for, for years. So I knew him through the world of MMA more than I, I knew him as a pro wrestler, but we knew each other as like, we talk about fights. And then it was like, and he was just, I don't say just, he was an indie wrestler that I knew of that I'd seen in NWA here and there. And I'd seen in, you know, impact here and there, but I, I would have never imagined he, he, I shouldn't say, it sounds not fair to say this because it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad, but I, I think a lot of people are in this boat. If you would have told me in 2017 or 2018, that in 2023, Eddie Kingston would be in this spot in professional wrestling. Most people probably wouldn't have believed it, including Eddie, probably considering he was selling his merchandise and stuff just to like stay afloat at the time. So like, this is, this is a real testament to like sticking with it and like owning your craft and, and staying in the good graces of, of people and getting booked and, and in in performing and in 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 exceeding expectations like coming in and and doing stuff when people when he came into aw they probably thought this will be a one cool match maybe we'll get a couple things out of eddie kingston he's one of the most over guys consistently in aw there's a lot there's a big part of the fan base that wants to see him become the aw world champion i'm one of those people yeah i i think it even if it's a short-term thing even if it's a mick foley type thing like Eddie Kingston should be the AW World Champion at least one time. Like, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got nothing but love for Eddie Kingston. Congratulations! It was great to see him win this title. It was great to see like the the real raw emotion that he had after winning the title, defeating Kenta. You know, getting wrestled in Japan for him on this type of stage as well. You know, Corkin, I'm sure was a huge deal for him. Is he going to be wrestling in the G1, which starts uh, next weekend, I believe. So, you know, I, I'm very happy for, for Eddie Kingston that he's getting these moments and these opportunities because you're right. Like it didn't look promising before the pandemic. And then certainly during the pandemic, I know you're not saying that Cody Rhodes got him this job and everything like Eddie Kingston's hard work and his continued hard work got him in this position. I will give credit to Cody because during the pandemic, when he was doing these open challenges, same thing as Ricky, Ricky credits Cody for this all the time. Cody took notice of people. Cody listened to who the fans wanted in these open challenges during this time where independent wrestling was not running. He brought them in and he was like, I'm going to give them a shot. It's up to them to prove something and make something. Some people like Eddie and Ricky did and others didn't. 
and that's just you can go back and look at look at history. I mean, uh, I'll go ahead and say it. Like sense. I'm not, not talking, talking about any anything anyone doesn't know. Warhorse, straight up, that's what you're talking about. Like yeah. so, like so they're like, and the thing with Warhorse is like, I'm a big Jay Parnell fan. I I, I do. I saw some of Jay Parnell's <clears throat> first matches he ever had when he was a little, the little the littlest Viking. Jay Parnell as a part of a, a group called the Viking War Party, and I used to watch these dudes. Like the southeast, I used to go to, to. I used to see him in like St. Louis for Glory Pro, and I the, and I'm a big Warhorse guy. The, the guy was like two years into an IWTV title run when he got this match with Cody. Like he was one of the main guys on the Indies at the time. But to your point, I'm not putting this on Warhorse. I'm just saying this is a testament to Kingston. Not everybody who came in was a success from that open challenge, and it wasn't as easy as Cody just bringing you in and putting in, 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 in putting a spotlight on you. And then you're a made man. Just like you said, Eddie Kingston had to, had to earn this. Like he came in and he earned it and he continues to earn it. Warhorse, I feel bad for, I think he should have gotten more of an opportunity personally, but you know, he didn't for whatever reason. And it's, you know, it just, it's sad to see because he's been in a, he's been in like this weird rut since then. It feels like on the Indies and that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. He's been in this, like in this, in this stuck mode, it feels like in between, cause he's accomplished everything he can on the Indies and AEW wasn't interested. And I, and I, he's in this weird spot and he has been for a while now it feels like, but he's still killing it where he's at. Um, and once again, I'm a big Jay Parnell guy, big war horse guy. So um, anyway, that, 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 that point needs to be made though. It, it wasn't as simple as like Eddie got a shot against Cody and he was just a made man. Like there were other people like Warhorse that had a shot against Cody and we never saw them again on AWTV. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Eddie Kingston has certainly made the most of, of the shot <laughs> that, that he got. And it's, it's great to see him as, um, as, as the champion. I look forward to what he does in this run. Again, he's going to be in the G1. I'm sure he's going to have great matches in the G1 and then he'll come back to AEW ROH. He'll still be the strong open weight champion coming off of that. I'm sure they'll set up some matches in the G1 because it's going to take some L's in the G1. That'll set up some open weight uh, title matches. And then we'll see where they go with Eddie from there. But it's certainly, it's great for Eddie. It's good to see guys like that win and succeed um, in their profession. So congratulations to Eddie Kingston. It was nice that that was acknowledged on Dynamite last night as well. Big video package, big graphic and stuff like it was it was nice that they put that over yeah there's that story with moxley and eddie there to tell when eddie does return to AEW, and i hope they don't lose sight of that story while eddie is in the g1 i hope they continue to make references and thanks to that um the other other spotlight uh unfortunately in the world of wrestling we lost darren draws draws off on june 30th um draws was people people may know him as puke in wrestling, if you if you don't just know him, draws. He's got up you. I think that's like the most famous thing from. There was a lot from Beyond the Mat. That was if you've not seen Beyond the Mat, uh, go back. Yeah, go back and, and watch that thing. There was some unprecedented access to yes. a lot of companies, but certainly WWE at the time. And that's they, mandatory they, viewing if you're a wrestling fan, in my opinion. Yeah. You have to watch that documentary. Yeah, like there's a you know they're they're backstage at the Rumble where you know Rock is is giving the chair shots to to Foley over and over the I Quit match like they're backstage. Noel and Dewey are in the crowd crying. Yeah, yeah. you you've got to watch Beyond the Map. But a very famous scene was Draws having his meeting with with Vince McMahon and Vince being like, "Hey, he's gonna, hey, he's gonna, hey, he's gonna puke," and 
know, and, and draws ended up getting signed. He had a, unfortunately a short run in, in WWE because he wrestled, he was wrestling D'Lo Brown and a spot went wrong. There was a slip and draws ended up partially paralyzed from the, uh, from the incident and unfortunately never wrestled again, but he was in WWE for, for a short time. He was part of the, the LOD uh, 2000 and uh, it's a thing that didn't really go too well. I thought he was doing some good work with uh, Prince Albert. Uh, you know, the, that storyline where he was Prince Albert's dealer and everything, uh, you, know, you know, wasn't was what it was for that time. But I, I thought he was like really starting to find himself after that the failed LOD thing, which really nobody wanted. And it just, you know, it didn't go very well. Uh, but yeah, th- thoughts on draws. Yeah. I mean, obviously rest in peace to, to Darren draws off AKA draws. Um, yeah, that 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 uh, that sit out power bomb, Liger bomb, or whatever it was that that D'Lo hit. You know, such an unfortunate thing because you can you know you know D'Lo. I mean, that is like you can't even put blame on anybody for something like that. It was such a freak accident. Like, and I know D'Lo, he's obviously a safe worker. He's been wrestling forever, you know. And I know he feels he's he's on a record so many times about how bad he feels about that. And I, I mean, I it just it was just a terrible situation. But as far as like outside of the injury, like you said my fondest memories of draws are with Prince Albert. Um, as a kid, a lot of that stuff like went over my head. Like I didn't know what a Prince Albert was when I was a little kid. Um, you know, it's funny now. Um, but, uh, and I also didn't get like the dealer references at first, but like, I, you know, the, when you go back and watch, rewatch stuff, you realize when you were a kid, you were kind of uh, oblivious to some of the, the references, but, um, but yeah, I, I see it. The thing is, like, I actually liked him as a part of the LOD because once again, I was a little kid. So it's like, oh, there's a new road warrior. You know, like it's like it was right. like cool to me as a kid. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I always like draws. I have his uh, his Bendham still his little Bendham figure from back in the day. Um, yeah, I mean, it just it's just unfortunate. And he was a really good football player, if I remember correctly, as well. Like he was a I don't know if he's like an NFL level guy, but I think he was like a, 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 a football player pre wrestling. Um, you're definitely a very athletic guy. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just it's, it's on, it's unfortunate, but he's a guy who's universally spoken of, uh, in a positive way, you know, wrestlers are always talking about how good of a guy, even like the rock, when he passed the rock, put out a really good, uh, message about him, like a nice, like rest in peace message. And, um, it's always cool to see the rock do that for wrestlers. Cause you know, him and draws wrestled on a lot of the same shows back in like the late nineties. And, um, the rock obviously has like the biggest voice of like anyone in the world pretty much. Like as far as like when you put something out there, the most people are going to see it. So I think it's really cool when he, when he puts messages out there for guys like draws that like the mainstream probably doesn't really know anything about. And like, you know, he, I, I thought it was really nice of him. So, um, so yeah, rest in peace to draws, uh, a guy who unfortunately his name's always going to be synonymous with that damn injury and, yeah. and, and in a big, what if scenario, but, that the 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 beyond the mat clip will live forever um and then like 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 you said there there was good stuff on the show that he was a part of pre-injury and and a guy once again who everyone speaks of highly ever since so like you know rest in peace to draws he had such a great look like yeah, I, I know Matt like Cardona. A pro wrestler yeah. yeah you know cardona talks about like being toyetic and i remember <laughs> as a kid when i got like his toy like i in my little figure fed i pushed the hell out of draws like this dude just looks like a dude who just captures 
your attention. And so I'd give it him and like chains were my guys uh, mm-hmm. in, my, in my toy fed because change with the DOA, like he had a really cool toy look. So like I would, I would give them some big pushes, but yeah, draws had a, had a great, great look. And yeah, it looked like a pro wrestler for, for sure. So it is unfortunate. Somebody mentioned in the chat, uh, draws, draws him like the nice guy interviews, never bitter. Yeah. Like he, he understood what happened. It was an accident. I, he never put any blame on D'Lo. I think he actually put blame on himself for, he was like, you know, I, I had like the wrong gear or I just, I didn't extend properly. Like he, he put the blame on himself. He never put blame on D'Lo. Um, I know he still worked for, for WWE a little bit afterwards, like doing some like writing and stuff for and them. I think the company helped him for a while, the yeah. family, I believe. Yeah. And that doesn't get talked about enough. So that's, yeah. you know, that's something that, WWE does good things behind the scenes, whether, you know, we acknowledge it often. We usually don't even know it's a lot of this stuff is happening. But from what I understand, the draws off family was helped out quite a bit by the WWE throughout the process, which is obviously great to know. So, yeah, uh, but it, you know, it's it's unfortunate that his career was cut short and unfortunate that his his life, uh, you know, he's only 54. Yeah. And, like that's still young. That's still very young. But RIP uh, to draws and, you know, let's rest in peace to Darren draws off. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. I'm, I'm, you'll, you'll be doing the SG, the SGC spotlight. If you want to talk pizza cat junior, once I'm off, because I only have four minutes before I have to talk. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So we have two indie spotlights. Um, the second one is going to be Jeremy talking about his new favorite wrestler, pizza cat junior. So I'll let, I'll let Jeremy elaborate on that. I got, I got four minutes before I got to clock in for my shoot job. Um, working overtime all week because you know take one day off of work for the holidays and now you got to work extra the rest of the week with my job anyway um my indie spotlight this week is the second gear crew the sgc the combination of manders mance warner and matthew justice they defeated the rascals the team of myron reed wentz and uh trey miguel they uh they they won the pwr tag team titles in cage of horrors um to get that the the tag team champions uh, the, t- the tag team titles were on the line. It's a, it's a two-person tag team titles technically, but like because there are three pure person stables that did it like as like a tag team match, a uh, tag team title match, a three on three. And basically, what Cage of Horrors is, it's like a it's like a cage match with like a scaffold and stuff. So like it's like weapons and it, it was a lot of fun. It was actually a lot of fun to watch. Um, the finish of the match was Matthew Justice hitting one of his crazy. Uh, he does like he's he's gone viral quite a few times. He did one. He did probably the most viral one with uh, with Joshua Bishop years back. But he'll do Death Valley drivers off of scaffolds through tables. But like he goes with them. Like he doesn't just like yeah. throw them off them. He he drives with them. It so, looks uh, rough. That move yeah. always looks rough. But man, yeah, that was that was yeah. a tough one. Yeah. So he uh, he hit a he hit a good one off a scaffold um, to win the, uh, the 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 titles for their team. Uh, so want to give a shout out to the second gear crew for winning the PWR tag team titles in the cage of horrors match. Also cool to see the rascals all, I mean, all three of the four reunited. Um, obviously what are they? Is Wesley's name in NXT? They, um, so Wesley, obviously the only rascal that, um, is not reunited with them outside of WWE, but he's doing a great in NXT from what I'm seeing. So good for him. Super talented guy, Desmond Xavier. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, and also shout out to SGC just because like they're they're showing up more and more in like MLW and kind of all over the place. Um, so it's good to see those guys kind of becoming like a bigger name, just like in the overall like landscape of wrestling. And 
continuing to stack up title belts in more companies um, is a good thing. And once again, the Rascals seeing uh, the three that are reunited out on the Indies, uh, that's only going to be good stuff too, because those, those guys are phenomenal wrestlers. So, um, so yeah, this, this was good stuff. Check, check out PWR pro wrestling revolver. If, uh, if you guys got the time, it's a good show. I think it's on fight. It's either on fight plus or YouTube. All these fight. was a fight plus. There's so many of these damn things. I think maybe it was wars of wrestling that was on, that was on YouTube. Warrior, or, yeah. Warrior wrestling was on YouTube. Warrior wrestling. I mean, yeah. So anyways, shout out to the SGC second gear crew. Uh, Mike Bailey and Roderick Strong was also on this it show. Was. Anybody goes back and rewatches the whole show. But yeah, the Cage of Horrors match was it, it, exactly like Jensen described. It's kind of like giant cage match, but there's a big scaffold. There's a lot of weapons. There's barbed wire and things like that. Um, yeah, it, it was fantastic. The the uh, DVD off the scaffold through through the table looked rough but there was also like they did the power plex onto like a barbed wire chair as well the second gear crew did like a lot of cool spots in this match so go back watch that you can watch Roderick strong and then mike bailey as well that was a fantastic match there's also a dog collar match on this show so pro wrestling revolver does some good stuff that's a callahan's promotion uh up yeah. here in the kind of ohio area um but they they do some good stuff moxley makes appearances on these shows if you've not checked out pro wrestling revolver you should probably get on that jensen go ahead and uh hit the plugs and everything so i don't keep you late for your shoot job <laughs> uh yes thank you for watching everybody and joining us early today at 8 30 eastern at some point we will probably move the show to 8 30 eastern like permanently but for now it's 9 30 and 8 30 depending on my work schedule we'll keep y'all updated on all that as we go but we appreciate everyone who joins us at 8 30 or 9 30 whenever we're live Good seeing everyone in the chat today. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at fight talk underscore use code fight talk on IWTV and um, check out uh, the fightful select weekender podcast. It's every Sunday fightfulselect.com covering the world of any wrestling and a whole bunch of other stuff. So um, thanks everyone. Good seeing you, Jeremy and no interview this week for y'all because of the 4th of July, but we have a couple interviews already lined up for pretty much the rest of the month. So we got yeah. good stuff coming your way um we're looking forward to so see y'all later and jeremy's gonna hang out with y'all for a little bit talk some pizza cat jr i don't know if you got and then maybe y'all can see some oreos getting eaten and stuff so there's still more show for y'all i just have to go answer phones for the next nine hours so see y'all thank you as always steven jensen enjoy the rest of your day with the shoot job I'm, I'm sure that's a whole lot of fun um so pizza cat jr wrestled at the gcw backyard show on july 4th I don't know who Pete's cat jr is. It's a mystery to everyone. I don't think anyone knows the identity of pizza cat jr. What I will say is I think she has the potential to be the greatest wrestler of all time. If you've not seen the, the match with Pete's cat jr. I encourage everybody to go watch this match. Go watch the entire GCW backyard a show because it's kind of, it's a, it's a fun setting. Like it is like in a backyard, like they're, they're doing stuff out of, into like pools and everything that PTK junior did took a one winged angel into the pool. Uh, the PTK junior wrestled Charlie cactus. So in, in honestly, maybe one of the greatest matches of the year, there was a giant, uh, forklift that was there. Cole Radrick is jumping off of forklifts and stuff. Just, an insane show, literally in a backyard for Backyard Wrestling 5. Um, they, they do this every year, GCW does, and it, it's a very fun 
event. It, it's something different and it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a fun event, but certainly to me, the standout was the great pizza cat junior against Charlie cactus and pizza cat junior picking up the victory. Again, I think this person has the potential to be the greatest wrestler of all time. I feel like we'll be seeing a lot more of this person on television. And if not, they retire undefeated. Regardless, the legend, the legend begins and will forever live on on this show. I will make sure the legend of Pete's Cat Jr. will forever live on on the spotlight. Okay. As Jensen mentioned, we don't have an interview this week. But if you missed it on Monday, I competed in an Oreo eating contest against Matt Brannigan, who's been on In the Weeds with us over on Fightful Overbooked with Megabyte Ronnie as the MC for the event. Megabyte Ronnie is a, a friend of the show. He first appeared on this show, on the spotlight, because um, Jensen, as we talked off the top, Jensen's a big fan of the eating competition. I enjoy them as well. Jensen's like really hardcore into it. So he wanted to get Ronnie on, and Ronnie's done, he was an independent wrestler, um, and he appeared on AEW, he appeared on Being the Elite. So it was a really fun interview with Ronnie. And Ronnie and I just kind of became friendly and stuff after that. And then once Ronnie had to sort of retire, uh, they thought he was full on retired. Fortunately, he made it back for the Nathan's hot dog eating contest this year, was able to to qualify, which was awesome. Uh, But once he kind of had to retire, I was like, I want to do an eating contest against you. Can, can we do this? And with his contract with major league eating, he couldn't do the actual contest. But he's like, I'd love to MC something like that. I was like, all right, cool. Let's let's figure something out. We reached out to Brannigan, who uh, was Ronnie's partner, Hog Dog, uh, on the independent scene. And Brannigan was down for it. So we set it all up. It took place on Monday. It took place on Fight Flover Booked on Monday. And I'm going to air it here on the spotlight. Everybody can go to Flight Flover Booked. If, you, if you're watching this on, on a replay and you just want to jump right to the Oreo contest, it'll live on forever on Flight Flover Booked. Um, it, it was not technically part of In the Weeds, but it was In the Weeds adjacent. In the Weeds is a show I do with Joel Pearl Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, so everybody can watch that if you would like. If you like Joel Pearl, which I don't know why you would, but you can you can do that. But here we go, everybody. The Great American Oreo eating contest from this past Monday. Myself taking on Matt Brannigan with Megabyte Ronnie as the MC. A tradition unlike any other. Two men with nothing better to do at 5 p.m. Eastern on July 3rd, enter. Only one will be crowned Milk's favorite Oreo eater. Jeremy Lambert, the cream of the cookie crop who lives in the pot. Cookie crumble. Fightful Overbooked presents the Great American Oreo Eating Contest. Hosted by Megabyte Ronnie. Turn off this Michael Bay explosion that's <laughs> happening. You're about to trigger me, brother. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm a dove under my couch. 
Now that intro took a lot of work, everyone. Yeah. A ton of work. I definitely didn't just throw that together in five oh, minutes yeah. before this show. <laughs> How you guys doing? Megabyte Ronnie, you've been busy. You're a busy man. You're take you mm-hmm. are an actual like competition eater here, a professional who's competing in a real competition tomorrow on ESPN, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And here you are hanging out with Matt and I doing this just doing this how you doing buddy i haven't ate in like 40 hours i'm freaking starving i'm about to watch you guys eat like as many oreos as you can in three minutes so i'm i'm doing shitty how about you (laughs) matt you said you've been eating all day which doesn't seem good uh for heading into this contest seems good for me i appreciate that it doesn't (laughs) seem good for you heading into this contest i don't know i i uh I'm drinking water and sipping coffee. I'm trying to like promote some hunger because I, like, 20 minutes ago, I was like, I feel like shit. Like, I can barely move. I'm sweating just from eating a lot. I just ate a big meatball sub. I ate a whole cookie <laughs> cake this morning. Professional. I think I think I'm gonna do good. I always got room for dessert. You know what I mean? Coffee, yeah. coffee, and Oreos sounds awful. And I love both of these things, but that sounds like an <laughs> awful combination. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I got the, I got the milk too. Did you have milk, drink? okay? Because I told you guys I don't drink milk, and you guys both shit on me. So I, I have milk. milk. I don't want to break. There you go. Everyone can see the the white milk. There. Let me get a good milk glass here. Yeah, brother, you need a glass. What are you doing? You got to dip. You got to dunk. What's going I'm gonna on? I'm gonna dip and dunk in here. I don't know. Matt's got the. You know, this is what they serve in middle school here. You go out, you pay your five dollars for the the milk thing. No, this is this is my nightly snack right here. The the blue cup. I don't drink milk, so I'm like, I'm not gonna buy like a gallon of milk. I'm just gonna buy Get a little thing. Glass. What the? What is that? Well, listen, there's more. Listen, this is just for dunking. That's gonna have to take time to refill here. I'm, oh, oh yeah, I'm man. sitting pretty. Let me I'm sitting pretty. Let's go. Refuse to be shamed. I'm not gonna sell this. I wanted a nice clear glass for the visual, even though it's probably not gonna be on camera anyway. But I also needed a wide glass for optimal dunking. And uh, that's just what we got. Because all, all my taller glasses are, are uh, opaque. There's no translucency there. So this is what we got. So let's just say, quit roasting me, everybody. <laughs> you got the you got the robe with the shirt open. I feel very inferior just on presentation alone. That's right. I'm little. <laughs> the, the competition's already begun. I'm doing my yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have actually never seen Matt with a shirt on. It's never happened. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Ronnie's like, come to my my house, and I don't think I've ever worn a shirt, even when he's no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. All right, everybody. So, Megabyte Ronnie is the the MC for this thing, and we're doing three minutes. We're doing three minutes. Matt apparently not feeling much confidence here. I've got the party size Oreos because I'm feeling super confident that I'm taking this whole thing down. In, in three minutes and that only was from for the family size so like you, you've already lost this competition i'm a family man what can i say like, yeah. for the kids for the sure. family show damn it <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna open up my my pack here ronnie is whenever you're anything to add first ronnie i should like probably throw yes. this thing over to you so I figure we're going to go at minute six. So I'm just going to take this away for the next 55 seconds. I'm going to go ahead and run this down. Through. 
eating contest today. We are eating Oreos, a three-minute contest. The most, the person who eats the most Oreos in three minutes is the winner. Introducing first on your top left, we have Jeremy Lambert, who has been eating gum all week, chewing gum, not the good gum. We're talking about the bubblicious gum all week to get his jaws ready. At your top right, we have Matt Brennigan, who has been double stuffing all week to prepare for this contest. Double stuffing, triple stuffing, quadruple stuffing. He's been stuffing all week. So without further ado, guys, go ahead and get ready, because I thought that took longer. We still have 15 seconds. I'm just going to say that uh, I thought this was going to be more lighthearted than it is, and Jeremy's been, like, oh, no. going really oh, hard. Move the computer? Okay, okay, we're five Four, Okay. Three, two, one, eat. All right. So one one. Jeremy, I can't see you eating. You gotta get oh, that's so difficult already. No, can't. Yeah. Oh man, this is this is a bad idea. So we have a dunking rule. You can only dunk for a maximum of five seconds. Do not over dunk for more than five <laughs> seconds. For that is a DQ. If you have a reversal of fortune, or as commoners like to call it, throwing up, then it's also a DQ. Wow. So far, I'm seeing absolute deep technique here. It looks like Matt Brennigan is really saving time by dipping a lot faster than I see Jeremy dipping over there. Is that going to come back to haunt him? I don't know. Technically, by dipping less, he's going to have less milk in his stomach, allowing more capacity for more Oreos. A true professional on our top right. Jeremy seems to be going with this uh, of making the cookie softer, which is going to save his jaw when we get to the last 30 seconds. Without a doubt, Matt Brannigan's jaw is going to be tired. Both uh -uh. men look uh -uh. like they're absolutely in the zone. You see Matt Brannigan at your top right shaking it out, shaking off those Oreos. Don't want to get intimidated by the Oreos. Gave them the double nip tab. The Oreos are shaking in fear. Jeremy Lambert, stone cold, eating up there in the top left. Looking to move on to his next Oreo. He's got to get that Oreo down his throat. It's been in his mouth forever now. Can he? Oh, there he goes. He's going to the next Oreo. I don't know what the number is right now. I feel like Matt Brannigan is pulling ahead. I'm seeing Oreo after Oreo going in his mouth nonstop. Jeremy looks like he's falling behind a little bit, but he's also eating off camera, so it's hard to tell. We're going to do a good number count into this guy. We are one minute and 30 seconds. We are halfway. No, we are one minute. In 40 sec 50 seconds, we are almost down. Wait, six, seven, eight. We have one minute, three seconds to go in this count contest. We are going down to the wire here. We have one minute. Matt Brennigan, double fist pumping, triple fist pumping. He's got the spirit. Jeremy Lambert in the top left, eating like a stone cold killer. It's hard to tell. Is that motivation going to help Matt? Is that psycho? Attitude that Jeremy has in the top left. Is that going to get him there? Takes a sip of milk. Now, that's a rookie mistake. Let me tell you that. You <laughs> when you're sipping on that milk, you got to save room. You want to use as little liquids as possible. Guys, we have 30 seconds. If you're watching at home, this is the this is it right here. They're hitting their wall at about two minutes and 30 seconds. Your stomach sends a signal to your brain telling you that, hey, I'm freaking full. What are you doing eating all this food so fast? Now, laughing, you hear Matt Brannigan laughing. That's not that's not good technique. That's not going to help him get those Oreos down. Um, hey, it's you, man. Yeah. All right, guys, we have five, four, three, two, ah. one. Put down your Oreo. Ah, ah, don't you, don't you, don't you dare. Don't you dare. You better put that Oreo. Okay. No All right, so we're, 
We're going to use an honor system. These guys are going to count up their Oreos. If it's in their mouth, it counts right here. So they can go ahead and chew this. They can get it down. It's uh, in their mouth. I didn't know that. I would have stuffed that one in there. Yeah, that's what we call chipmunking. That's a rookie mistake. You got a chipmunk at the end of the contest. You got to get as many in there as you possibly can. Obviously, I haven't did a good enough None job. Of that, brother. I don't know. I was one away. I was one away from eating an entire row. Whoa, I don't you know that, that forever ago. You got I mean, smaller pack. I'm a family man, and you're a party man. Yeah. <laughs> so y'all got to do the uh, y'all got to do the math there and figure oh, out. Okay, I got to count. Oh, this is unfortunate. So I'm subtracting. Just count how many's from... in a row, and then I can just like subtract from that. I feel right. You know, yeah. if tomorrow if they let me count my hot dogs, I'm definitely going to eat 87. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're going right. to come on down there and be like, "Make everybody run it. How many you eat?" I'd be like, "87. No doubt about it." Guys, if you're in the chat, I actually can't. Uh, I'm gonna go over to the chat now. See what the chat is. Okay, I ate, I ate 22. I have 23 left from a, a pack of 45. My God, not a bad number. All right, I feel like you got me beat. Tank Bearclaw said the strategy is to eat more. Jesus already come up with that man that's that thank you tank <laughs> see bear, i didn't think about that pepper see i was worried because i couldn't see what jeremy was doing i'm like he could be going absolutely insane for all i know you know so he was going insane. the fear of the unknown is was shaking me a little bit we're all Ron, doing basic math says, here Pump to see Megabyte Ronnie tomorrow, but spelled Byte BTE, so that's negative points for Ron Sullivan. <laughs> I I hit seventeen. Oh, that means you're seventeen of the first inaugural Fourth of July, Third of July Oreo eating contest showdown. None other than my tag team partner, the Hog and Hog and Dog, Matt Brennigan, King of OnlyFans. Hell yeah! Oh, congratulations, Matt. Hell yeah. Now, me and Ronnie are basically both the same level. Of- <laughs> We're both basically. champions now. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will address some uh some some super chats and some some comments here. Uh our, our pal Kai says, May this go to the fight for Oreo funds. Good luck. Thank you, Kai. Kai is a big supporter of the show and everything we do. So much appreciation. Uh Pepper State says Two at a time, step it up. I tried that right off the bat with two at a time, and I did not realize how difficult that was going to be. I was <laughs> ill-prepared for that. Completely ill-prepared. You know that yeah, my last mouth one, was dry pretty quick. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. the last one I tried to stuff two at a time because I knew I was coming down the final five seconds. I was like, oh, let me just stuff these in my mouth. But I was ill-prepared for the two at the time. I That was that was a mistake on my part. Uh, do competitive eaters eat cold? Warm that milk up. I couldn't do warm milk. Actually, we do not. All our liquids are steaming hot. That's a good point right there. There you go. Um, I, I couldn't do the like... significance of that? Oh, okay. That's crazy. What was that? I was asking why, you got, why the liquids are hot. So it's to keep it the same temperature as your body. So if you eat a cold liquid, it's actually going to shrink your stomach. Your stomach's like a balloon. So you want to use uh, body temperature liquids to make sure your stomach doesn't shrink. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Hey, these Mark. are tips that we just Matt and I are just like, what are we doing? We're just gonna eat this stuff. Bro, this is, this is... 
I text Matt like every day, like 50 times a day, and I did not give him any advice. <laughs> yeah, no. to be, I didn't ask because I was yeah. like, came in pretty cocky. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I've been eating you know, Ronnie, so when. When you were on our show, and I mean, I've seen you in these contests before, and we're gonna all watch you tomorrow. But like, it's it's very like intense the way you guys do everything, and like, I imagine you actually have to like train. Like, I know you actually have to to train for it. I've heard your interviews where you've talked about all of this stuff. Like, you, when you were on the spotlight with us, you told us about how you like actually have to train for this stuff. And of course, Matt and I are just like, yeah, we're gonna buy the Oreos on Sunday, and we're just gonna we're gonna do this on on Monday. So. We are just two idiots who are doing this for fun, but this is a very serious thing that you need to actually oh, yeah. like be safe if you actually want to do this and, and take serious. That was that was my one advice that I gave these two is actually how serious and to make sure they had yeah. somebody you know there who could give them the mm -hmm. Heimlich or anything like that if God forbid something went south. So yeah, I have my lady off camera ready to to save my. Life. My wife is uh elsewhere uh prepared in case something i did have a training incident that yeah, uh, i was, was wondering if you're gonna bring it up because it's a yeah, it's, scary. it's a yeah it's a, it's a it's a touchy subject but it wasn't good um but fortunately everything turned out okay i'm yes. here uh but yeah i uh, actually I, punched a hot dog earlier for you oh thank you yeah yeah <laughs> uh guy says fightful's very own being the elite uh what is oh you that's uh, crazy that's i'm still in that thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> uh tank bear claw says jeremy's the winner in our hearts thanks tank i appreciate it i appreciate oh, it oh yeah oh man <laughs> oh, all right thank you thank you guys for, for doing problem. this thank you matt thank you ronnie i'm gonna, for, I'm gonna for doing finish this. this whole package off here pretty soon so oh yeah this is now my my snack tonight i don't know if i can eat any more oreos tonight this is the wife's like i'm gonna take all those down after you get done with them like more more power to you right now oreos are not sitting well <laughs> with me oh, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, Matt, right plug anything. Congratulations! I will be. I'll be a good sport. Congratulations on your victory. We will do this again next year and see if we do Oreos or donuts or we'll figure this out. Yeah, but we might make this a tradition if we could somehow get away with this and we uh, we all Let's agree to it. it. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of wrestlers out there have talked shit to me saying they could eat more than me. So let's see if they can actually get out here and eat more than my tag partner. There you go. I mean, I will be here. I, I am not a wrestler. I'm barely in a shape. I, I'm, I'm in the shape of a line. Uh, but I'm, I'm here for the pop, you know? I'm here for... So so for people who... I, I, I can... We like to go behind the scenes here. People who watched uh, our interview with Ronnie, you know, he, he said he had to, was going to have to retire and everything. And I was like, okay, so July 3rd, if you can't do the, the hot dog eating contest, do you want to do an eating contest with, with me on the show. And then fortunately you were able to do the hot dog eating contest, which we're so excited about. And we're thrilled and we're going to all be cheering you on tomorrow. So you're like, I think I can MC something. And then that's when I immediately kind of reached out to Matt. I was like, Hey, what do you think of this idea? And Matt, you're like, sure, let's do it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. I was like, all oh, right, yeah. this is what we're going to do then. So uh, <laughs> look, I'm again, not a, definitely not a professional eater. Definitely not a professional wrestler. I'm here to have a good time and to just have some fun with some friends. And so no matter who wants to show up, I'll, I will join in on the competition and probably lose. But Brannigan, I'm backing him against anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I have him trained. He's ready. That's right. This Matt, is, I didn't train for this one. Next year, Ronnie's going to – he'll whip me into shape. 
There Hell we go. Yeah. What, if we get some actual, you don't need to train to beat me. If we get like some actual like wrestlers and stuff on here, then you could, Ronnie could give I'll you all squash the tips. Any wrestler you got except for Ronnie. There we go. This is all right. We're gonna we're gonna get this going. People are saying Twinkies. Do Twinkies next year? Twinkies. Oh, that that seems like that seems to, like it won't end well. Actually, but they stopped sponsoring. I never got around to it, but I really wanted to do it. I do oh, love hope and shit, so I'd be, I'd be down for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. We got a year. We got a year to decide. <laughs> yes. Matt, let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, Twitter, Matt underscore Brannigan. OnlyFans, Matt underscore Brannigan, if you're into that sort of thing. There's a pro wrestling tea sale on. Forget every other wrestler. Buy me and Ronnie's stuff. <laughs> on our solo pages, on the Hog and Dog pages. DM me for uh, Hog and Dog shirts. I can split with Ronnie. What else? That's about it. I don't care. I don't, I don't fucking know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Ronnie, let everybody know where they can find you at. You can find me at Megabyte Ronnie on everything. Make sure you hit up Matt and buy those Hog and Dog shirts because I made them buy a ton of them and then I retired after. <laughs> 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 it's all right. It's all right. Uh, if you want to watch the hot dog eating contest, turn into ESPN2 tomorrow at noon. Uh, the males contest will probably be on there about 1230. If you turn in a little bit late, you'll still get to see it. Make sure to cheer me on. I don't know how many I'm going to eat. Uh, fuck if I know. I'm just going to eat as much as I can. And uh, yeah, buy Matt's OnlyFans. Uh, is it 50% off right now, Matt? I might do a sale tomorrow. I might do that for the Patriots. They do a 50% sell and you get 100% penetration. That's not a <laughs> Sometimes 200%. That's wow. Even though you can oh, penetrate. I got... <laughs> oh, I got, I got one more thing to plug. Black Label yeah, Pro. On. I'm teaming with the Warlord. July 22nd. Hell yeah. Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn, Illinois. He's no Ronnie, but he'll do. We're going to do stuff. It's going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, I'm gonna please pop tune the in. warlord with his cookie body. He's gonna go crazy. <laughs> tune in to the Nathan Tata getting contest tomorrow noon uh, on ESPN two. We're we're super proud of Ronnie because when we interviewed you a couple couple weeks ago, oh. you said you weren't we're gonna be able to do it. And then when I saw you qualify, it's not a month ago or so. You you qualified. I it was like, let's go, let's go. We're proud of you, man. Congratulations, and you know. You said you don't know how many you're going to eat, but we're just happy that you're there, and we can't wait to cheer you on, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, everybody, thank you. Thank you for watching. Keep it tuned in to Fightful Overbooked for all this nonsense that we do on this channel. I'll see you next year, Brandon. Twinkies. Twinkies, I'm taking you down. Bye, everybody. We'll see. We'll talk to y'all later on. Big, 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 big thank you to uh, Megabyte Ronnie. And Matt Brand again for indulging in that nonsense on Monday. Um, again, if you missed it, if you missed it then, even though you're watching now, you can. It's it's forever on Fightful Overbooked. It is forever on Fightful Overbooked. Everyone can go watch it. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and you know we might make this an annual tradition. I've worked myself into a shoot doing an eating competition every single year. So what can you do? Thank you, as always, to Steven Jensen for being here. Thank you, as always, to the chat for leaving comments, for interacting, for leaving super chats, for leaving a thumbs up on this video, for supporting everything we do here at Fightful. We really appreciate it. Everyone head over to Fightful.com right now. Get all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. 
and get breaking news from Sean Ross Sap five dollars a month. Get you all the latest breaking news, all the inside scoops uh, from the world of wrestling. And go to fightfuloverbook.com. A lot of stuff this week on fightfuloverbook.com. In the weeds has been uh, been thriving this week when it comes to interviews. We had Court Bauer on Monday. We had Gene Snitsky, aka Snitsky. On Wednesday, we had Alex Hammerstone on Wednesday with Delmi Exo tomorrow on In the Weeds. Uh, Indeed is is interviewing wrestlers as well. They had, uh, I apologize, it, it's uh, somebody from IWS. I, I very much, Erica from, from IWS was on the show yesterday with Mike and Reg from Indeed. Um, what else? We had a new episode of, of Tag Talk as well. This past Monday, there's a new episode of New Japan Bread Club that went up as well. We have coexisting with Rob and Maggie on Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern. So a lot of stuff on Fightful Overbooked. Go over there. We're doing a lot of a lot of great work over there. Pat myself on the back. Um, really, all the contributors do do a great job. Joel and Kate at eight. It is Sundays at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern. Uh, they do a great job with that show. So a lot of stuff on Fightful Overbooked. New content daily, guaranteed new content daily or some content you know sometimes just an interview that aired on in the weeds but maybe you missed it and maybe you need to just watch it solo because maybe you missed in the weeds maybe you didn't watch in the weeds which i don't know what's wrong with you if you're not watching in the weeds but you just want to check out the interview those go up as their own singular interviews uh so we appreciate everybody that that joins that show and we appreciate everybody the sports fightful overbooked all the money that we make on that channel goes to our contributors so you're supporting all the contributors we appreciate that uh, we can continue to contribute to our contributors. All right, everybody, that's going to do it. We'll be back next week here on the spotlight uh, with a, we will have somebody in the creator spotlight. As Jensen mentioned, we have a few guests that are confirmed that we have lined up that we just got to interview. They're, they're scheduled, they're penciled in and we just got to, we just got to get it done. We just got to do the work in the words of WrestleMania 39 main event loser, Cody Rhodes. Bye everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.